must take after your mother. Bryn cocked a brow. Why do you say that? Because no man as hard as that could be credited with making such a breathtaking daughter. She shared a friendly laugh with him, glancing over to wink at her father directly across the polished mahogany table. A handsome man, he was in his late sixties, his once raven hair liberally peppered with gray, his clean-shaven jaw a little softer than it had been in his youth, but still strong. A tall and imposing figure, even at his age. His sharp black eyes gleamed with the shrewdness he was legendary for. She'd inherited his coloring and keen mind, her mother's looks and easy way with people. The best of both worlds in her gene pool, she liked to think. My daughter is a rare flower her father acknowledged with a raise of his glass. It was stupid, but Bryn blushed at the public praise. Now, if you're done trying to win over my only child, Ambassador, let's get back to the task at hand. The diplomat gave a long-suffering sigh and shook his head at her. Oh, (laughs) your father. He never knows when to relax and enjoy himself. Hamul, he addressed her father. We're having a fine evening here. Good food, expensive wine, your charming daughter to converse with, my advisors and the entire Lebanese interior ministry here enjoying themselves. He gestured to the other men and their female companions, seated down the length of the table. And all you want to do is talk business. Perhaps my priorities are different than yours, her father suggested. Her dinner companion gave her an exasperated look. Has he always been this way? Bryn nodded, her smile sharp as a blade. Always. She'd grown up knowing all about his priorities, and that she and her mother had been at the bottom of his list. That was why her mother had moved home to Baltimore when she was six months pregnant with Bryn. Being a single mother was far easier at home with family than living a lonely existence in the same house with the father of your child. Lebanon still has many wounds to heal, as you are aware, her father reminded his guest. There is much to be done to stabilize our government and the region. Yes, but would anything ever be enough to bring peace, Bryn wondered. The Middle East's issues were so complex, they were overwhelming. She had the feeling her father had summoned her to Beirut for this summit because of her dual citizenship— As Hamul Daoud's half-Lebanese, half-American daughter, she was the perfect addition to the diplomatic conference. She wouldn't put it past him to use her as a sort of human icebreaker, someone to soften the edges around the meeting's intent and serve as a living embodiment of the two cultures. When it came to manipulating something to his advantage, nothing he did would surprise her. He was as ruthless and determined in his resolve as he was shrewd, which was why he had been appointed to serve in the Lebanese cabinet for the past seventeen years. Bryn knew deep in her bones that his inviting her to stay with him for a couple of weeks had less to do with seeing her and everything to do with this important summit. In fact, most of her visits with him since adulthood had coincided with diplomatic events. She didn't mind, but it would have been nice to have some time for just the two of them. The American ambassador returned to his seat with a secretive smile and passed her a roll under the table. 
She accepted it with a conspiratorial wink and tore off a piece and popped it discreetly into her mouth, listening carefully while one of the ambassadors discussed the positions of the different political factions in and around Beirut and the rest of the war-torn country. Her father, ever the analytical businessman, saw the necessity in maintaining strong ties with the United States. While many of his countrymen hated America and all it represented, Hamul knew his country needed U.S. assistance to survive. A necessary evil, if you will. She kept silent, missing nothing, and during a lull in the conversation, turned part of her attention back to the strangely behaving waiter across the room. He'd moved next to the window facing the front of the building, and as she watched, he darted an anxious glance down at the street below. When he looked up, their gazes locked for an instant. She could have sworn he froze for a split second, then jerked his eyes away and hurried into the kitchen out of view. Weird.